I have spent the last 20 years working alongside some amazing entrepreneurs and helping to launch and build out several businesses in that time. I have been involved with early stage internet companies in the e-commerce and information security space dating back to 1999 and developed a deep knowledge and passion for digital marketing along the way. Over the last 10 years, I've had the privilege to call Brian Jonk a personal friend, and I've had a front row seat watching and learning from this amazing entrepreneur as he managed and grew several businesses in the skincare and beauty industry. Brian is a pioneer in the aesthetic field and a 30-year entrepreneur building out companies in this industry. The Six Figure Esthetician Podcast is dedicated to helping estheticians, skincare, and aesthetic professionals stay informed, as well as provide a platform for our audience to share best practices and experiences. Digital marketing strategies and outcomes will be revealed and discussed to help you determine the best way for you to go forward in your market. We truly hope to have all you participate with feedback, special requests for content, and develop this platform as a place where you can spend time learning, sharing, and growing your business to its fullest potential. We have some terrific guests lined up to join us over the coming weeks and months, and we hope you will tune in frequently to listen and participate. All devices and treatments are not created or administered equally. The number one thing we hope for is that you find our show entertaining, informative, and helpful as you grow your business and serve your clients at the highest level. We encourage all of you to jump into our Facebook group, The Six Figure Esthetician, and get to know your community even more. Welcome to The Six Figure Esthetician Show. All right, everybody, welcome back to The Six Figure Esthetician. I'm here again on part two with Shannon Sophia, the sugar mama. And uh, so part two is going to be interesting. You left us cliff on a cliffhanger on part one telling us you're off to las vegas on your the beginnings of your entrepreneurial journey so uh tell us how that unfolds yes so um i i was living in las vegas and i was getting my master's at unlv uh, in education and i I just i was i was working at believe it or not delmonico steakhouse for chef emerald I was um, working there just to make ends meet while I went to school. And that's, you know, when it was like, okay, it's really time to go back to school and go do this esthetician thing. And so I enrolled in, in beauty school and thankfully I wasn't a beauty school dropout, but I enrolled in beauty school and the stripper part comes in because joining me in my class were dancers and strippers and regular gals like myself. And uh, so that's who the fellow students in my class were. Got it. So, which I totally did. I know. You never know where that story is going to go. Huh. It's kind of fun to... Um, but it was interesting because they're entrepreneurs as well. If you think about it, you know, they're looking to figure out ways to make money. Um, and so I went back to aesthetic school and... Um, I actually started my career at Canyon Ranch Spa Club in the new Venetian Hotel, and it's not so new anymore. Um, and I started at the at a five star spa, and I I actually decided that this was while I was going to school. I decided that I wanted to go to the best and learn from them and sit in their world and decide if really this is what I wanted to do. I'd already committed to school, but 
you know, could I see myself as an esthetician? Could I see myself maybe running the place someday? Got a chance to spend time with the spa manager. And I thought I could do that job for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I really had to ask myself if that's what I wanted to do. So I, I went to the best. I learned from the best. We learned all of the best uh, skincare. We, you know, all the best techniques, all the, the massage. And I mean, it was the most amazing journey because I would, I got to go to school and I got to work at the best place. So my recommendation, if you are someone who's listening, who's in school and wondering how to be a multiple figure esthetician is to go experience what it's like to work in the spa of your dreams or, you know, and I was happy to just be selling retail and answering phones and booking appointments. You know, that was fine for me. I wanted to, it's like the, um, the folks that work at Starbucks, they all start making coffees. They start making lattes so they can understand, oh, dog's leaving us. <laughs> they can understand just what it takes, you know, because it's not just about like, you know, being sweet and washing some faces, you know, aesthetics is a bigger, bigger career than that. And that was a really great way for me to, figure out this new career because I'd only been corporate and I'd only been elementary school before that. I'd never worked at a spa before. So I didn't want to think that I was all that and go ahead and jump into a, you know, a one aesthetic job. I kind of wanted to try it out first and see what this was all about, you know? So um, it was a great, great way to segue into the aesthetic, my aesthetic career. And to be honest, I'm really, really thankful that I started from the bottom Yep. Well, you know, let's face it. I mean, nobody starts at the top. And if you did start at the top, you really miss some things and, you know, you should probably go back. And so um, that's a big approach that we all, I think, need to take in our business life and our personal life and learning, right? I mean, you have to start at ground zero and then you level up and, you know, you really shouldn't be able to move to the next level until you've, and I like this concept, learning for two, right? So if you can't take what you just learned and go and explain it to somebody else and teach somebody else how to do it, you haven't graduated yet. Yep. So until you can take the entry level position and be able to instruct somebody else how to go do that job, you yep. shouldn't be moving along in your, in your journey until you've done that. And so anyways, I, uh, yeah, congrats, and constantly be a student. It's, I mean, I started over, yeah. you know, I had to figure out how to do that and what that looked like. And I certainly am not going to go in at a higher level. I, you know, you kind of have, it's humbling to start from scratch yep. and to just be a student, no matter what you do, even when you take on a different, <laughs> sorry, even when you take on a different, you know, modality that you're going to learn, a technique you're going to do, it's a great idea to just be okay being a student yeah no that's right i think learning never stops and you know never feel like there is a there right they, they talk we talk and hear about in yoga right there is no there right. right there's the journey and being present and ultimately you know enjoying every step of the way and you know no judgment just just yeah. learn it, become an expert and then move to the next step and you know and and learn it and become an expert and then pay it forward which is really well why you and i are here yep. right because yep. we've learned different areas, you with technology, me with aesthetics, and especially with sugaring. And so now it's our time to pay it forward and teach others. Like you said, learn for two. I'm learning for myself and I'm learning to share it with others. So that really is the ultimate journey is if you can share your love and your passion and your knowledge with others. So that's kind of where it began. 
Yeah, no, that's right. And uh, so, you know, in business, the opportunity is to go serve as many people as you can. And when you do that, you create true wealth for yourself, right? Absolutely. And uh, for the others that you're serving. And that's what we're talking about here. So in your journey, then, once you, how, how much time did you spend at the, at the five-star spa before you sort of decided to go take the next step? And what was that? It was, it was in tandem with school. So once I was, actually, this is a neat story, too. Once I was finished with school, um, it was in the fall, and I had the opportunity to, so I was living in Las Vegas, and I had the opportunity, one of um, our family friends was selling a, a spa that he had started, um, but he never, he never really did anything with it. So there were some treatment rooms and, you know, a little waiting room and, um, and he had approached us and said, is this something that you would like to take over? Well, I had literally just graduated and had the experience from Canyon Ranch, but I just graduated. And I thought, okay, let's go buy a spa. Like that show, I bought a zoo. <laughs> I bought a spa. And um, my husband at the time um, and my, we had a two-year-old and uh, he was from Lake Tahoe, so it made sense to move closer and to be in California. And so we packed up our stuff from Las Vegas and moved ourselves to Cali. And off to Lake Tahoe I went, and I had my experience, my tools in my tool belt of business and marketing and sales and customer service and all of those things. And so I just put them together and, and ended up owning a day spa and it was called Shannon's and I named it Shannon's because I wanted people to feel like they were coming over to be like, almost like coming to my home, like to be cared for by myself and my staff. And so we called it Shannon's and it was right there on Lake Tahoe Boulevard in South Lake Tahoe. And we proceeded to win best day spa every single year that I was there for eight years um, over at the time, it was Caesars, and then it turned into Mont Blue. We beat them. We beat the um, what else was up there? The Hyatt at the time. Um, we we won Best Day Spa. In fact, we won KCRA down in Sacramento's Best Destination Spa up in Tahoe. Um, so that was a pretty neat accomplishment, and it was based on the tools in my toolbox. Yeah, yeah. So was that a particular ambition that you had to go just be the best and not settle for anything less? What was sort of, what was your mindset when you were going in? Did you have an ambition level? Did you have something you were trying to achieve? Or were you just really delivering what you knew you could deliver? I just flow with, <laughs> at the time, I just kind of flowed with the universe. And I knew when someone said, hey, you interested in this? I knew I could. I knew that I didn't want to raise my kids in Vegas, no offense to Vegas, um, but being a little closer to family sounded like a good idea. I knew that I was a hard worker and that I could do just about anything I set my mind to. Like I said, the, one of the exercises in the book, if you remember from the last um, episode, the, the book that I wrote was Do What You Love. Um, I could all, I, well, nah, not in script title. Um, I, I could do anything if I only knew what it was. And in one of the exercises there was to talk about your perfect day. And in my perfect day, I got up in the morning, I went for a walk, I checked on my day spa, I, um, you know, I went through this like perfect day exercise. And that just fell in line with, I have an opportunity to purchase a spa. Oh my gosh, this is like a dream come true. 
I guess we're going to fast forward and do this, you know? Yeah. And, um, and I just, I just am one of those people that says, okay, let's go again with a business plan in place. And we made sure the numbers made sense because you can't just willy nilly say, ah, universe is having its way with me. Yes. (laughs) You have to have a business plan and, you know, action steps behind that. So there was a lot that went into that and off to Tahoe we moved. And like I said, it was an amazing experience. We, um, we really nailed it. And I, um, I had sent after, after my little place, we remodeled dental office, believe it or not, that was up on Ski Run Boulevard. And that was the second Shannon's. Um, but what I loved about the dental office remodel was, um, first of all, we made it gorgeous. And second of all, um, there are treatment rooms in the dental office and plumbing and electricity. And so it, it had everything, all the bones it needed. And I just turned it into a spa. And so. Yeah. yeah. Did you, when you bought the spa originally, did it have, did it come with employees and all the equipment and everything? Or did you have to tool up from ground zero? It, they had employees. Oh my, that first staff meeting. Um, I, you know, I just walked in there like I had been doing this for years. I walked in, I gave them confidence. I told them exactly what our business model looked like, exactly what we were going for. And I just put on my Supergirl cape and gave them confidence. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I'll t- tell you, their, their salaries easily doubled because they had barely any business. And because again, I was really organized and that's probably a whole nother episode on how to start a day spa. Right. Um, but I was really, really clear with, you know, these are the rules. This is the way we do things. We're going to kill it. We're going to go out and get as much business as we can for you all. And that's what we did and took it from a, basically a nothing business. There were five treatment rooms and a eucalyptus room and a dry sauna and a lobby. And actually we were next to an Irish pub. <laughs> and so everyone thought I was crazy. Right. And I said, well, but think about it. You've just gone skiing. It doesn't, it sound good to like have a massage and go have like dinner and a beer afterwards. Like sounds amazing to me. And that's what we did. We just catered to the tourists. So yeah, yeah, hot toddy and a hot sauna. What's, what's exactly, exactly. So um, it it really, really worked well. We had massage and facials at the time, um, and so now we just do facials at my new place. But um, yeah, so it you know having having a place in Tahoe was surreal and was also like I mean it was a quick jump into the deep end. Because it was it was game on now. I mean, imagine I just finished school. Mind you, I went to school older, so I wasn't 20 just finishing school. Um, I was I was early 30s and just hungry and ambitious and worked a lot. Yeah. A lot. Well, tell me this. All right. So you've got this new spa, you've got people, you got staff, you've got you know, the equipment rooms, everything's ready to yeah. roll. What did you do to go get your customers? Was was there any digital strategies there? Or was it all like ninja tactics out on the street, handing out flyers? What did you do? Oh, my friend, we didn't really have a strong internet. I don't even think face, Facebook wasn't even around then. Um, and so, yeah, it was ninja tactics. It was referrals like crazy. Uh, one of the things I was super successful in doing was creating relationships with the hotel properties around me. Now, obviously, Lake Tahoe is a very tourist-driven 
place. So that was easy, right? There's concierge in, in every um, hotel. I will say to those of you that are watching, if you like the best thing to do, besides obviously social media now, we didn't have that then, is to go make friends with your neighbors. And, you know, I walked into the embassy suites. I walked into the Lakeshore Lodge. I walked into Lakeland Village and, and I became friends. In fact, about once every month, I would bring cookies. I would bring red, a bucket of red vines. I would bring a themed something just so that we were top of mind. And then I made sure I took care of them. So if, you know, Eric, you were a concierge at, you know, the embassy at the time, um, I would make sure that you'd had experienced a massage. So I always tell people, make sure the people that are referring to you or have the ability to refer to you, you know, make sure that they've experienced your technique and, and what you do. So um, fast forward to now, and we'll talk about that in another episode, but um, the, the neighbors that I have now, I make sure that their eyebrows are all perfectly sugared. I make sure that, you know, so they can say, oh yeah, while they're standing serving a meal, they can say, oh yeah, you got to go next door. They're great. So that I really genuinely did knock on doors and kiss babies and hand out cookies literally because we didn't have that social media presence that we have now. Well, but you know what? It is the same principle today, except we can scale our friends that much faster. And this is a big part of what I preach and teach, right? I mean, you're in a relationship business, you're in the services business, you need to rely on having that, you know, connection with people. And it's not just your customers, it's actually the people that can refer you to customers or introduce you and vouch for you and otherwise talk about you in a positive way, right? It's like, you can't undervalue or understate the importance of relationships, period. And uh, that's that's the business and the nature of the business and how lucky we are that you have that opportunity because in other businesses, as I talk about frequently, it's just not available. In commodities markets and mass markets, you cannot do those things. It is not relationship-based. So uh, you have the opportunity to sell you, to sell your outcomes, and to set your own prices. And that's like, that's the gold. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. awesome. Awesome. So, all right. So now you're, you're in your spa, you've got, you start with one, you end up with two. Where does it go from there? Um, so, you know, along with, you know, the sparkly spa business owner life comes real life. And it was, it was an interesting time for me because I was working a bunch. I'd had a second baby. Um, so I have two boys now. And, um, and it, it was tough. I, um, my husband and I decided to split. I'm happy to report that we are since very good pals. He makes me crazy. I make him crazy still, but, <laughs> but we're great co-parents. So there's a, there's a good side to that story. Um, and we really were just good friends. You know, at the end of the day, we, we just really realized that we were better friends than we were together, um, which is fine. Yeah. And, um, and then I had the opportunity to um, move down the hill. So I kept my spa and I moved down the hill, for those of you that don't live here, um, means I moved down the hill about an hour or so um, to Folsom, which is, yes, the Folsom State Prison, but I didn't go there, um, <laughs> uh, to Sacramento, just outside of Sacramento. Um, and I wanted better schools for my kids, no offense to South Tahoe, 
Um, but my, I had a child, my older child, actually both my children now are super, super bright. And I wanted to make sure that they had more advanced, um, programs. They had to offer Folsom's amazing school district. I digress. So I, um, had a great operation in place up in Lake Tahoe. I had an amazing day spa manager and a great staff. And so I moved down the hill which was actually closer to my family for help with the kids and things and better schools. And I would commute, I would drop the kids off at school. I would commute an hour and half, say up the hill to Tahoe and I would work in the shop and then I would drive all the way down to pick up the kids after school. Yeah. Well, because you own a business, you can't just move and, you know, not be there. You have to be in your business. That's the, sometimes the misunderstanding that people have is you don't just own a business and you never, it will fail. Guaranteed it will fail. So I kept running back up a hill and not every day, I would say like kind of every other day, or I'd kind of secretly show up and make sure that the staff, no matter when, you know, they didn't, they didn't count on me coming up because I always had to keep them on their toes, which was good for them. Uh, and then I decided that, you know, it's time for that, that beautiful little spa to be handed off to someone who has big dreams for their life in Tahoe as well. So there was a gal that had a tiny little room. She had a great reputation and we went and had coffee and she was telling me all about her dreams and how she wanted to, own a bigger place, kind of like mine. And um, I looked at her and I said, what if you buy Shannon's? And she just about dropped off her chair. And uh, it just clicked. And so I was able to, you know, kind of pay it forward and, and have my dream become her dream. And it was already built. So she had that ease. And so I sold it. Wow. And uh, yeah, so she, thankfully, and cheers to her, uh, she kept a lot of the staff and they have since been continuing to win the awards as well, which is pretty neat because it's a tiny, it's not tiny, but it's a, you know, it's not Mont Blue, you know, it's, it's not the Hyatt, it's, it's now uh, Biospirit. And so, uh, yeah, so she moved out on and I was down in Folsom. I had two small children and the recession hit. Yeah. That was a fun time. Time to reinvent. Everybody had to go through some reinvention in their life. And I guess this was your moment. Yeah. Let me add to that. Um, my dog died. Um, so I'd sold my spot. My dog died and my dad died. Remember the hero from the first episode? Mm. Yeah. That was all at the same time. And uh, yeah. Talk about having to ask yourself what's next. I have two small children that need me. Wow. Yeah. That was, that was some crazy times. That was a lot of stare at the ceiling and go, all right, dig deep here, Chan. What are you going to do? Get your, get your Irish up. I'm Shannon O'Brien. Uh, born Shannon O'Brien. And some of you know me on the podcast as Shannon O'Brien. Um, and, and there we go. And it was really time to reinvent myself. Right. So, how did that unfold? What was what was the next thing? Where did what took you to the next thing? I mean, you're going through this hard time. Was there some moment that you had a you know an aha moment again where it was like all the struggles now led you to this new understanding, or how did that how did that go? So that's a good. You ask really good questions, Eric. So um, 
And which is awesome because I, we've never really talked about this. So I love that you're intuitive that way. Uh, there was a fork in the really honest. It was either time to go back to corporate, which I knew I could have a salary and benefits and, you know, do go back to, to working for someone else, um, which was a very wise choice. You know, if, if I could go back, we have Intel here. We have uh, the Whole Foods was opening. Do you know a little funny story? I actually applied to be the spa products manager at the Whole Foods that was opening and they never even gave me a call back. Huh, isn't that funny? What? What, do they, what do they know about spas? What? What do they know about spa products and natural beauty? Zero. Um, I know, right? So, but again, all part of the story. Yep. So, um, I had started working, I just rented a little room and was like sugar, I was actually waxing at the time and doing facials. Um, this was in two. 2010, 2009 that I kind of started doing this. Everything fell apart in 2010 with dad and dog and all that. And then, um, and then I, oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Dog stole the toilet paper from the bathroom. (laughs) Sorry, you can clip that out of the podcast. (laughs) Never seen anything like it. Nearby, he came bounding down the stairs with a roll of toilet paper. Sorry, sorry, you can clip that out. Um, where was I? Uh, fork anything. This is all just, we're just going to go with it. Okay, good. So fork in the road. So, um, I, I tried to do the corporate route and there was a job for a, uh, manager of the vitamin shop, you know, that brand, the vitamin shop, like GNC, and they were opening up down the street. And I had, like I said, I'd rented a little room. So I was, I, I mean, I maybe had two eyebrows and maybe a mini facial I was doing it. I mean, no business really had, I had just started back up kind of trying to do aesthetics and I called my, I called my best friend and I called two colleagues in, in this skincare industry that know me well. One was one of my sales reps, my skincare rep. And the other was kind of a SD bestie out in Alvin, Texas. She's still my good friend. And um, I said, guys, I'm at the fork. I could either get out of this industry, it's recession, and I can go back to the corporate world and that's what is smart. Or I suck it up and, you know, do this, do the skincare thing and reinvent myself. And every one of them said, Shannon, it would not be you to go back to corporate. You're too good at what you do. Just hang in there. And there was a lot of tears shed. I'm not going to kid you. I, like I said, I had two little kids who Christmas was coming up or birthdays were coming up and, you know, it was constantly like, how am I going to afford a birthday party? How am I going to afford um, the rent on this place? Like Folsom is not an inexpensive place to live. And I was doing it by myself. And um, yeah, it was, it was, tough times and the recession. So the thing was the recession, when that hit, people were taking facials and services out of the budget and they were, you know, getting stuff at the grocery store. And, you know, they were like, Shannon, I love you. I just can't afford to come. And um, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. It's that deep drive. It's that little bit of crazy you got to have to be an entrepreneur who keeps on keeping on. Um, And I just, knew that they were right and that if I didn't keep on keeping on I I was going to regret it 
So again, there was a lot of tears. There was a lot of, how am I even going to pull this off and entree into the next chapter? So the concept of the next chapter begins with blank. Happy hour. Happy hour. Tell us about happy hour. So I just moved here. I was trying to figure out what to do with my life. And I was at happy hour with a couple of neighbors and some new friends. And this girl says to me, um, I'm going to get sugared tomorrow. Cheers. You know, I'm like, what is that? She goes, oh, you're an esthetician. Don't you know what that is? And I was embarrassed to say I had no idea what that is. Uh-huh. And uh, she goes, oh, well, it's like waxing, but it's so much better. You should try it. <laughs> like down in the valley, and, like Southern and, kind of thing. Oh, she said it just like that. And um, I don't know. You know how just something happens and the next thing you know, you're like standing in the waiting room ready to get sugared. And I don't know that you ever know that, but, um, you know, just like life kind of all of a sudden happens and I was curious enough. And so I read into it and I'm like, Oh, let me check this out. So I decided to go get sugared and see what that was. And something in my gut when I was finished with the service and it didn't hurt. And I was like, Oh my God, this is amazing. Like, how did I not know about this? Something in my gut said, you got to go do this. And I was in church, actually, um, and I was sitting there and having a moment of missing my dad and not knowing really the direction I was really going to strongly head. And something in, in that spiritual place said, you have to be by the table. You have to be spreading what you love you really, really have to do this, whatever it was. It wasn't like an actual voice. It was just a thing. And I kind of looked up like, really, you want me to sugar hoo-hahs? Like, <laughs> this is how I'm going to spread the good word? Like, <laughs> really? And, uh, and I just trusted. I trusted and I, um, I paid $900 for a sugaring class. Um, I had to actually wrestle a couple people together so this girl would have the class for us. And it was a two-day class, and I was terrible. Like, bad. Like, the worst of the students that were in the class. Like, I couldn't get sugar off their body. I was bad. I spent $900 on this class, and I could do it by the time the two days was over. And again, went home and went, oh God, are you serious? Like I'm, my kids are, I'm practicing on my leg and my kids are like, mom, what are you doing? Like, Guys, if I can learn this, I was valedictorian of my high school class. I've owned a business. Like I'm a, I'm a butt kicker. If I can't do this, seriously, shoot me. <laughs> and, uh, and I just kept practicing and practicing and practicing and practicing and my poor models, oh, I owe them free sugar forever. And, um, and I just started. And again, I was alone in my room. Recession was on. I had to figure out something different to set me apart because, you know, people weren't getting facials. They weren't, they weren't doing the spa treatments I was used to. And so they, I just knew I had to do this because no one else was doing it in my area. So I, uh, I just kept practicing with that little ball of lemon sugar and water and they just kept coming because it's hard to remove hair yourself. Right. 
<clears throat> so that was the impetus for your new found passion in sugaring. That was you just learning how to take this new trade. And it would be what I call a pivot, right? So in technology and <laughs> in services where we go to market and we think we've got the answer and it turns out to not be the answer, we fix it by doing something else. And you tried uh -huh. this something else and you figured I gonna come hell or high water, make this thing work, learn I how to do it, and then and then see see what the market says, right? And ultimately the market had already spoken because others were already doing it. So that's the greatest market validation is to go actually just see what is already working and model after that. I mean there's that's well honestly what I knew was that if because I'm a big fat chicken, I seem like I'm super bold, but I'm a chicken. So when I went in to get sugared, I was nervous. I was freaked out. I was like, oh my God, I don't, I don't even like to wax, let alone let this lady sugar me, you know? And when I was done, that feeling that I had of, wow, that wasn't bad at all. Like I need to do that again. The light went on for me and I thought I need to do this because that's what will get people to come back. They're going to come back every four weeks because they want to have that smooth feeling. They want to have their brows perfect. Um, they, you know, their legs are smooth and then the hair barely grows back. And I felt that as a customer and I knew I had something there. I knew it. I knew it. And that's, that's what it was. Cause nobody else was doing it really around. The only place to get it done was in downtown Sacramento, which for me was about a 35 minute drive. So I was driving 35 minutes paying for parking in the meter to go up and get sugared. If I was willing to do that, I gotta believe that I'm gonna get some clients that are willing to do that. And yep. that has been huge. Yeah. So that's awesome. So the, now you've got your new practice, you're doing sugaring, you're expanding. Are you hiring people now or are you, where, where does it evolve again? So at the time I was in a little one room place. Um, I was just sugaring anyone that would tell their friends and then they told their friends and then they told their friends and they would hold up their underarms and go, this is amazing. Look at this. And they would tell their friends. And so I just started to build up a practice and I had a little room next door. So I brought on a second girl because I couldn't sugar everybody that was coming in. And, and I thought, well, that would be nice to have doing what I do. And so then I moved into another location that was a little bit, little bit nicer. Um, and had a little nicer, not nicer clientele, but just the, the area, the, the space was beautiful with fountains and whatnot. Um, and that'll be a whole, whole another episode because the space was beautiful um, that this, this gal had put together and spent a lot of money to put together, but the business plan wasn't in place for her. And so I quickly realized that the, the place was failing and that I needed to find somewhere else. Um, because I knew that the landlord kept coming in for lent, late rent and I was going to eventually show up and the doors would be closed. So I looked and looked and looked and looked and looked and looked. Um, this was three years ago. I looked for a new place that I could create, you know, create my business and um, moved into the location that I am now. Um, so at the time I was just in, in the very beginning, when I told you the story about learning sugar, I was just like Shannon's studio, skin studio, because I was Shannon's day spa in Tahoe. I just became Shannon's skin studio. And then um, my clients, once I was sugaring quite a bit, they kept calling me their sugar mama. And they were like, everybody's got to have a sugar mama in speed dial. And uh, which was 
catchy and they would call it the sugar shack. Oh, I've got to go to the sugar shack. And, um, it just stuck. It just stuck. And so we changed the name to sugar mamas. And, uh, I started with, um, a little space, um, that's not too far from where I was. And I opened a boutique next door to it because women love to shop. And so that has brought in additional revenue. Again, the entrepreneurial brain is constantly spinning. And so I have a clothing boutique and a shop and I have a front desk staff. We call them sugar guides. I have them front desk staff and I have uh, two other estheticians right now besides myself. And we're bringing on more and once the spring and summer bikini season hits and, uh, and we're doing amazing. And I look back at those moments when I really had to trust because, you know, do I go the corporate path in the road or do I follow this skill and this talent that I have? And I'm so glad that, number one, my colleagues reminded me of my true passion and number two, I still, even though he was gone, I still in my ear heard, Shannon, do what you love and the money will follow. And here we are and it's happening and we won, we won best wax category and we don't even wax. I don't have a wax pot in my whole place, but we won <laughs> the case best waxing category. And, uh, and, and we're one of a kind in this area. It's pretty neat. That's awesome. So the evolution of this, and I know you're dying to tell us, I know you're dying and I know our audience is dying to hear about what happens next. Oh, um, so what's happening in tandem actually, because I still am in that shop every day and loving on the client. I can't get away from the clients because I love them and I love the service we provide and I love the smell and the feel and the, the sounds and you know, everything about my shop. I just, I just love it. It's not even like being at work. Um, however, I started teaching for a sugaring company a few years back and, uh, realized that there was only so much of me to go around. I would teach, you know, one or two or three people around my table, how to sugar. Um, because I thought that would be in the beginning, that would be kind of a neat way to make some extra money. And I quickly realized that I just wasn't able to, there wasn't enough of me to go around and I would be at trade shows and people would say, you know, hey, I'm in Hawaii. Can you teach me? I'm in Fresno. I'm in Southern California. I'm wherever. And, um, and I, I just, there wasn't enough of me. I have two, two children still. They're not as tiny anymore. They're in high school and, and middle school, actually, on the way to high school. And so I needed to figure out a way to get the word out to everyone. So before, you know, the, the online training thing really became a big thing, I launched Ice Sugar University um, because I really wanted to be able to reach everyone and there wasn't enough hours in the day to do that. And so it was a lot of work. I had to learn a new skill again. I had to reinvent myself. I had to learn how to, I mean, the beginning, it was all my own videos, all my own editing. I had to learn how to design websites with WordPress. I didn't even know what WordPress was. I had to figure out how to do all of these techie things and write curriculum. So I had to go back to my elementary school training and remind myself that we're all just large adults. I mean, we're all just adults trapped in kids' bodies. We're all just large kids. Right. And I had to, you know, remind myself what it takes to teach. And so I really put together a nice curriculum and, uh, um, 
and, you know, was really well thought out. And so now I teach people how to do this because honestly, if I can get everyone to switch to sugar, it'll be like huge for, for me and for the industry. Um, but also to be really honest, now that you've heard my story, I want women that are struggling with their business, maybe as aesthetics, and they're just not knowing what to do to bring people in. I want women to be able to learn how to sugar because that's the thing that just three times built my business. Like, I mean, gosh, it, it literally took it from recession and slow to a booming practice. Okay. So we're going to stop right here and we're going to come back for part three and tell ah! everything about I sugar you, how that came about and what you're doing with it today and how everybody in our audience will be able to leverage you and the I sugar you. Does that sound good? Yep. Okay, everybody. We'll see you, see you on part three. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening. Another episode of the Six Figure Esthetician Show in the books. Tell us what you think. It really matters to us. We're building out this podcast for you, our customers and listeners, and we want to hear from you. So please do write comments and subscribe to the podcast and YouTube channel, The Six Figure Esthetician, so that we can keep the content fresh and meaningful. Our hope is that we can support you in every aspect of your aesthetic skincare business. Everything from providing educational content on the various elements of the devices you use to helping you make informed buying decisions. Brian and I have been busy the last six months assembling the digital marketing assets needed to support you beyond just equipping you with top performing devices. Because we know firsthand the digital marketing elements you need to be successful in your business. Dermaglow Digital is here and ready to support you now. Join our Facebook group, The Six Figure Esthetician, and connect with other like-minded individuals, professionals in the skincare and aesthetic field. Book a call or tell us how we can help you in your business. Our team will elevate your success with digital marketing strategies that work. We'll build out everything from your website, online scheduling, sales funnel strategies, chatbot sequences, and all the attraction and engagement tools you need today to drive your business. Tune in again as we uncover little-known facts and trends and marketing strategies that will help you today to stay ahead in your market. Our community is growing, and we hope you'll join us and let us join you on your journey to the top. Click the link below and subscribe to our channel, leave a review, and please let us know how we can serve you the best. Hope you'll join us next time.